0: You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Everybody, please stand to your feet. If you're visiting with us for the very first time, this is one of our habits, one of our customs in Household of Christ. We declare the Word of God before we preach the Word of God. Are you ready? Are you ready? You can just follow on the overhead if you're visiting with us for the first time. One two, three. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to his word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the word with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. Amen. As you take your seat, turn to the person next to you, look them in the eyes and say, your smile looks better than the last time I saw you. Tell them, keep on smiling. I know you have a lot of things to be happy about. Amen. Don't be so serious. Even if you're going through a tough time, remember, if your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, you've got something that you can rejoice about, that you can be happy about. Amen. So today I want to minister a message, the greater blessing. The greater blessing. Everybody is looking for blessings, looking for good things in their lives. Amen. And we know Jeremiah 29, says, I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Amen. So God has planned good things for you. The psalmist said God will perfect everything concerning you. So God wants to bring good things into your life. He wants to bring blessings into your life. But when those blessings come, it's never about combining your strength with God's strength. There's a danger in that. Our abilities that God has given us is because of the grace of God. God. Too many people are changing the gospel to suit them instead of allowing the gospel to change them. When you allow the Word of God to become an integral part of your life, by its very nature, it will start to change you. And you'll find yourself acting with God, walking with God, planning with God. Are you ready to be challenged? Turn with me in your Bibles to the Book of Revelations, chapter three. I'm going to read from verse fourteen. And the angel of the church of Laodiceans wrote these things. Says the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of creation of God. I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Wow, what a scary thought to think. A message to a church, not to the world, a message to a church. Make a decision, do you want to be hot or do you want to be cold? Many of us think we are hot, on fire for God, because we compare ourselves to the world. The world is not our yardstick. Christ Jesus, the Word of God, is what we measure our lives against. Amen? If you measure yourself to your neighbor, you might think, I'm okay. But this is the measuring stick to view our lives in the light of God's Word. Verse 17, because you say, I'm rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. He's speaking to me. He says, you know what's happened? You've heard the preaching of the word, and now you are blessed. You say, I don't have need of anything. That which I needed in my life, I've got it. I've become wealthy. I need nothing. Verse 18 says, I counsel you, buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may be removed, and anoint your eyes with eyesolve, that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Verse 20, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him. And he with me. Verse 21 To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my Father on his throne. Who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Revelation 3, verse 20 I stand at the door and I knock, is not written to the world, it's written to the church. Family, there's a warning in this. Many people seek a blessing, seek healing, seek deliverance, seek breakthrough, whatever you are trusting God for. And you think, if I can get that, it will be the end. It's not the end. It's a means to an end. The end is a lasting relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The blessing is not the greatest thing. The greater blessing is a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, He's warning this church and he's saying, you know, you think you're okay. You say we've got everything, we are blessed. You need your eyes to be anointed so that you can really see what's going on. Your trust is in the wrong things. Ask yourself, where's your biggest account? On earth or in heaven? Jesus is saying here, he says, I'm knocking at your heart's door. Open it up. You know what's one of the sad things that happen? When God starts blessing people, healing people, delivering people, they don't walk with God anymore. Many people, you'll see them in church praying, fasting, seeking the face of God for their breakthrough. And once they've received it, they're gone. If that very thing that brought you closer to God, when you receive it, if it takes you away from God, is it really a blessing? This is the challenge for us to understand that there's something that is greater than the blessing. Turn to the person next to you say, there's always hope. Say, God wants to bless you, but don't forget Him. Amen? Seen it so many times. People seeking the face of God, trusting God, and once they have it, they're gone. I like what the Passion Translation says in Luke 12, verse 33. It says, making deposits in your account in heaven, an account that will never be taken from you. Your gifts will become a secure and unfailing treasure, deposited in heaven forever. Where you deposit your treasure, that is where your thoughts will turn to. And your heart will long to be there also. People always say, God knows my heart. and That's very true. The most important thing is, do you know your heart? Your heart can very easily deceive you, is what Jeremiah says. The heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. Heart follows in the direction of the things that you treasure most. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. You know what COVID did? COVID revealed what people treasured most. Many people came to church and after COVID they didn't come back to church. What were the things that they were treasuring more? Let me prove it to you. If you could invest a million dollars or 10 million rand, whatever, on the stock exchange, and you would put it, say, in stock X. Every morning when you wake up, when you wake up, you'll be on your phone to see what's going on with that treasure of yours. Your heart will take you there immediately because you want to see, is it going up or is it going down? Am I right? (laughs) Your heart will always snitch on you. The thing that you show worth to, the thing that you value most, the thing that you worship you will become like it that's why we have to worship god in spirit and in truth that's why when god returns he'll be looking to see who has become more like him who's worshiping him in spirit and in truth and if it's not spirit it's not truth then it's nothing then we are busy just singing songs this is the test Does God have all of you? When people seek healing, when people seek deliverance, when people seek breakthrough, when people seek whatever, what they're actually seeking is Jesus, the giver of all those things. But because of our lack of understanding spiritual things, we think if we can just have that, it would be the end. If I can just have a husband, it would be the end. If I can just have a wife, it would be the end. Now that you are married, if we can just have children. Let me tell you something. Once you have those things, you'll need God even more. When you get married, you think you are praying now for your spouse. Wait until you're married. Then you'll be praying. Amen. Thank you for all your praise, my wife. Amen. Almost, I think I was, I was heading there into some trouble. Okay. <laughs> You pray for children. Once you have the children, then you'll see. Then you only start praying for those children. Am I talking to the right people here? Amen. You need God more after your blessing than before your blessing. But because of our lack of understanding spiritual things, we think we only need God in tough times in difficult times. Job was saying exactly the same thing. Go to Job 22. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, Job 22. Verse 21. Now acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. When you know Jesus, you'll have peace in your heart. If you don't have Christ, if you don't allow Christ in your life, you won't have peace. Now acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. Therefore, good will come to you. Receive, please, instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up, knocking on the heart's door. Being built up. Jude 1.20 says, when we pray in the Spirit, we are being built up in our most holy faith. God wants to build us up. If you will remove iniquity far from your tents salvation is to be set free from sin. That's all it is. Then you will lay your gold in the dust and the gold of Ophir among the stones of the brooks. The truth is when God blesses you, when you allow him into your life, he will bring blessing into your life. Amen? John 10 verse 10. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but God has come to give us life in abundance, superior in quality, superabundant in quantity. He wants to bring good things into your life. Verse 25, yes, the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver. We have to get to a place where we can understand that God is more precious than gold and silver. Is he the most precious thing in your life? Is he the thing that you treasure more than anything? Because most people are running after silver and gold. You don't have to say amen. You can just double blink. (laughs) Say. John and Peter at the gate beautiful. What did they say to the man? Silver and gold we do not have. Forsake your ways of thinking that money is the answer. I'm going to give you a lasting solution. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Get up and walk. People are looking for temporary solutions. Whereas God wants to offer a permanent solution. Amen? For then you will have your delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer to Him. He will hear you and you will pay your vows. Wow. Can I tell you what's one of the greatest things? The greatest blessing. When you're in a tough situation and you pray to hear God's voice after you've prayed. To know what to do. We live in a society where there's so many needs. Especially after this two-year COVID period. People under financial pressure. Don't let the deceitfulness of riches. The cares of this world and all these other things. Choke the word of God out of your heart. That you think everything is about money. But give Jesus the rightful place in your heart. So that you would know he is more precious than silver and gold. If we can get to that place, whatever situation you find yourself in, you'd be at peace. One of the greatest errors today, even being preached in the church, is that spirituality is linked to how much money you've got. Spirituality is linked to silver and gold. You can be poor and you can be a friend of Jesus. I'm not saying God doesn't want to bless you. Abraham was blessed. He was blessed beyond what we can understand. David was blessed. Lot was blessed. The difference with those men of God is they had money. Money did not have them. When you have money, you can give it. But when money has got you, you cannot give it. Abraham, when he had the victory and he plundered, when he met with Melchizedek, the first thing he did is he gave a tithe. He could give. David, when he had to build God's house, it's recorded he gave over a billion dollars. Lot helped everybody, every urgent need, he met it. We should get to that place. Amen. Let's ask yourself do you have money or has money got you? God is after our hearts. God is after your heart. Turn to the person next to you, say there's a greater blessing. Turn to the person on the other side, say there's a greater blessing. For God to come into your life and to disconnect you from that thing which has kept you back is not the greatest thing to happen in your life. But for you to start to walk in victory so that you can maintain the blessing that God has given you. That is the greatest. If you want to maintain that blessing, you're going to have to maintain your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Many people want God to bless them, help them, but they are not prepared to disconnect from their sin. Let me give you an example. I once had a young man came to a prayer line. He said, I'm battling, please, you must help me. I'm on campus, I'm a student, and I'm sleeping around with a lot of women on campus. I have a spirit of lust. I said, brother, no problem, we'll pray for you. And just before I wanted to pray for him, God gave me a word of wisdom. I said, you're not telling me the truth. You have a girlfriend. He said, yes. I said, this is the real issue. You want to be faithful to this girlfriend and be in a sexual relationship with her and stop sleeping around with all these other women? And he said, yes. I said, you don't understand salvation. I said, God wants to deliver you completely from this. I said, are you born again? He said, no. I said, somebody is going to share the gospel with you quickly. Come back and then I'm going to pray for you. You know what's the sad thing? He never came back. Never came back. Because he was not prepared to disconnect from that thing. What is it that's keeping you back to serve God with all your heart? Can I ask you another challenging question? How many people are prepared to say, Lord, cleanse me before you bless me so that I can maintain the blessing when it comes into my life? Don't say anything, just double blink. (laughs) Miracles are not the end, it's a means to an end. The end is a lasting relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. The greater blessing is to know God in everything. Whatever you are going through, when you are walking with God, you know that you are blessed. Amen. One of the things that I've seen in, in life that is so sad. People that want blessing in their lives, they often first have to write the test of the golden calf. What am I talking about? When Israel, a type of the church, was taken out of Egypt, they plundered Egypt, and they had gold and silver in their possession. But what happened? As Moses went up to hear from God, when they came back, they'd made a golden calf. The gold and silver that was intended for the tabernacle, for the work of God, was used for a golden calf. Turn with me in your Bibles to Exodus. I want to read it to you. When I saw this, it shook me to my gut. God is interested in our character. You need character to maintain his gifts. To be able to walk with him. Are you there, Exodus 32? Whatever God blesses you with, whatever gift, whatever talent you've got, whether you can sing, whether you're strong, whether you're a hard worker, whether you are blessed financially, whatever gift God has given you, your strength, you should use it to glorify the name of Jesus. The truth is many times God gives people gifts and they don't use it to glorify Him. They use it to glorify Satan. 32 verse 20 Exodus 32 verse 20 Then He took the calf which they had made burned it in the fire And ground it to powder. And he scattered it on the water. And made the children of Israel. Drink it. Wow. Have you ever read that? (laughs) He took that golden calf. He heated it up. He turned it into powder. He threw it in the water. And he says drink it. You know what's the lesson from that? A warning to all of us. That that which is intended to give glory to God. If you use it. To give glory or for the things of the world. is going to go down the toilet. That's where it's going. The hard sort of thing is it was wasted. If there's things that you are supposed to give to God. To give glory to him. And you don't do it. It's going to go down the toilet. That's just scripture. Don't be angry at me. But that which God has given you. Use it to the glory of God. Amen, whatever. As I was preparing, this time of the year, we always start praying for December. We always start praying for our members for December that will travel, that will go away on holiday to have safe journeys, travel mercies. But you know what is one of the sad things that I've seen so many times during Decembers? People have worked so hard on their spirituality to grow in the things of the Lord. Then they break down everything in December. Just for a little bit of pleasure. Just for a little bit of fun. God wants you to have fun. God wants you to have pleasure. But don't love pleasure more than God. Amen? Can I tell you the secret? Identify your source and hold on to it. Moses knew what was his source. That's why he could continue with God. Blind Bartimaeus knew his source was Christ Jesus. He could continue with God. If you identify and acknowledge your source, you'll be able to walk with God. But when you take your focus off the source, the giver of the blessing, and you start putting it on the silver and the gold, it starts to deceive you. All of us, need blessing, need breakthrough, not just for ourselves. We want it for our children, our children's children. Am I talking to the right people here? But in that, don't keep your focus on the silver and the gold. Keep your focus on Jesus. Let he be the most precious thing in your life. Young people, old people, in between people. Because some people consider me old, but I consider myself young. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) That was the wooden floor, not my knee, okay? (laughs) 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 Any of you have thought, yeah, we heard how old your knees are, no? (laughs) My knee's fine. That was the wood. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Pleasure can take your mind of God. Pleasure can take your mind off the source. Remember the prodigal son? What took him away from the father was pleasure. God wants you to enjoy life, life in abundance. Amen? But don't let pleasure become your focus. Keep your focus upon God. Keep your focus upon God. This December, I know a lot of you, you deserve a break. You need a break. I know you're going to take a break. But don't let pleasure become your focus and take your focus off your source. We have to make sure that we keep our focus upon God. The greater blessing is not the blessing that you seek. The greater blessing is to have a lasting relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That is really what it's all about. Not the blessing, but the source of the blessing. Set your heart upon God in everything that you do. God wants to bless the work of your hands. He wants to help you. He wants to make your way straight. Even when you look at the book of Deuteronomy, he gives instruction. He says, after you've received all these blessings, all these good things in your life, don't start to say, it's the work of my hands. I've done it. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, it's the Lord God who gives you the power, the ability, the strength to be successful so that you can establish that covenant between you and Him. For God, it's all about the relationship. Amen? Be in a relationship with God. The blessings will come when you seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All these things will be added. But let's keep our focus upon the kingdom of God. Let's keep our focus upon the righteousness of God turn to the person next to you say god wants to bless you but there's a gl- there's a greater blessing now turn to the person on the other side say don't ignore the source keep your focus upon jesus he is the one who gives us the healing he is the one who gives us the breakthrough he's the one who gives us the deliverance i see some of you are ready to preach with me amen <laughs> Go out this week and go preach this message to people. Amen. He is the giver of the blessing. He's the giver of the healing, of the breakthrough, of the deliverance. Whatever things you are seeking, he's the giver. But always cherish the source of those blessings more than what you cherish the blessings itself. The blessings can go this way and that way. You can take not one of those things with you to heaven. But when you use it to glorify his name, you are busy establishing an account for yourself in heaven. And heaven is aware of what you are doing. When you're advancing the kingdom of God, you're on earth. Are you ready to give Jesus the rightful place in your heart? When we give Jesus the rightful place in our heart, everything changes immediately. I'm going to close with this. The greater blessing is not the blessing that you are seeking. The greater blessing is the source of all those blessings that you are looking for. Let Jesus become your silver and your gold. Let God become more precious than all the earthly things here around you. And you'll see what God will do. A matter of fact, Revelations 3 that I've just been reading. When you start with Revelations 4, that's what my wife was reading. I didn't know that's where she was reading from. But all of that surrendering to God, opening your heart's door, opening your heart's door, gives you access to start to see heavenly things. When you open your heart's door and you allow God to come and dine with you, that's what he wants. He wants to eat with you, share the things that's on his table with you. It's then when you start to see an open heaven. When you go back to um, Job 22, go read the next verses. He says, then you will make your prayer. You will decide a thing and you will decree it and the light of God's favor will start to shine upon all your ways. When you actually give God the rightful place in your heart, everything in your life will start to change. You'll see the light of God starting to shine upon all your ways. This that you see here, this is what the Lord gave us two years ago and he said, an open heaven. When people look here to the altar, let them see an open heaven. But if you're not a spiritual person and God is, you've not given God the rightful place, you'll just look and think, oh, that's a nice picture. Cross, two crosses, logo. Is that a sunset or is the sun coming up or down? You know? <laughs> that's not what it's about. It's for you to see that there's an open heaven. That heaven is aware of what you are going through, but there's a heaven that you can look to and know that there's a Jesus interceding and praying for you. He wants to get the blessings to you, but he is the greater blessing. Siela. Precious Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy, your tremendous grace that you have towards us. Grant us the grace, O oh Lord, that will always value the source of the blessing more than the blessing itself, O Lord. We thank you for that. We bless you for that. Lord, act in us, that our thoughts will be holy. Act in us, that our words will be holy. Act in us, that our deeds will be holy, O Lord. And help us, that our words will be as pure and holy as yours, O Lord. We thank you for that. We give you our heart, O Lord. Come and take the rightful place in our hearts, creating us a pure heart, a contrite spirit, O Lord. We thank you for that. We bless you for that. And everybody said... Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to put your... Yes, give the Lord a hand. The most important thing is to give Jesus the rightful place in your hearts. I want you to put your right hand on your heart. Raise your other hand to heaven and pray this prayer aloud after me. Say, Precious Father, my situation is beyond human means. I need the Savior of the world to save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth, I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, that he's alive right now, making intercession for all my weaknesses. O Holy Spirit, help me to live a holy life, well-pleasing in your sight. I am now a child of the Most High God, in Jesus' name.